The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And uh, it's time for David's Pick. And we have a very special guest on today, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel. And uh, Ed, I believe you're on the line with us, uh, correct? I am. And thank you so much for having me. And I thank all your guests for listening to what I have to share. Well, we're going to get into that in a moment, but uh, as most folks know that uh, listen to uh, David's pick, we start out, in fact, we start out most of our veteran programs with a simple, silent moment of prayer for those that have given the ultimate sacrifice, and this includes our first responders as well. So it's military and first responders. So we'll be back in just a minute. Thank you. And uh, we're delighted to have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel on. And we'll do one other thing, and this is appropriate today. We always do a cadence call because we all love, and they made us go that extra quarter mile, extra half a mile when we were double-timing it. So let's do that, and then we'll get to Ed. Okay, and we're all up and going on this Thursday morning, and uh, we're delighted to have you listening in to America's Web Radio and David's Pick, and uh, this is going to be a very interesting show. One thing that uh, we do with all of our veteran shows is encourage young folks that are graduating from high school or maybe they just graduated from college and they haven't quite decided what they're going to do or how they're going to do it, but we always encourage them to look at the military. And there are so many options today in the military that one of the branches has something you'll be interested in. And that's sort of the uh, getting us started with the show. Good morning, Ed. Morning. How you doing? I'm doing fine, and uh, I'm going to sort of turn this over to you. I've got your information in front of me, but obviously uh, we might mention that uh, 
you are the uh, uh, chairman of the Atlanta chapter of Our Community Salutes. And um, why don't you give us a definition of Our Community Salutes and then just sort of uh, go from there and you'll, you'll say something that will get my attention and I'll ask you a question about it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Atlanta Chapter of Our Community Salutes is a nonprofit 501c3 that recognizes Georgia high school seniors enlisting in one of the five services. Yeah, we are focused in Georgia. Uh, I'll talk a little bit later about Our Community Salutes, which actually covers the whole nation and goes around the world recognizing these high, these, uh, high school seniors enlisting in, in the five services. There's a little bit of background. I graduated from West Point in 1971, served 21 years in the Army, uh, six in the artillery, and 15 in the Corps of Engineers. And my wife and I moved to Georgia around two years ago to be with our children and grandchildren, uh, which was a blessing because they all took several paths and ended up right here. Wow. Uh, when I arrived, I called Ken Hartman, who is the founder and president of Our Community Salutes, a national nonprofit 501c3 uh, that, that recognizes high school seniors. And I asked him, how can I help? And he basically said, you're in charge. <laughs> so two years ago, uh, I, was, I started you know, organizing and putting together you know, the, our community salutes for Georgia. And uh, I was very blessed that Christ gave me a lot of good people and a lot of good contacts to make it happen the first year. Uh, and we had a very successful first year. Uh, yeah, mainly from the support I got from other people. Uh, well, I know we you. Had, uh, I know you I, know one gentleman that uh, if you don't know him, you don't know anybody, and that's uh, Mr. Roger Wise. And uh, Roger is fantastic. Well, I say he's also one. He's one of those people that Christ put in my path to make this happen. Uh, and jumping a little bit ahead is. You know, we're going to open Atlanta this year. You know, last year we had Georgia Military College, which is an awesome institution who made this happen. Uh, they were also the base for our virtual, which went across the state, which that's one of the blessings that came out of COVID. You know, the national organization helped set up so we could go virtual across the whole state uh, the first year. And then we had one in LJ. And this year we're going to open Atlanta. And I wasn't sure how that happened until I bumped into Roger. <laughs> he is making everything happen. So we're going to have an amazing event in Atlanta this year. So, yeah, I'm very blessed to know Roger. Well, you haven't made it to the uh, pinnacle, I guess, or something, or maybe Pentagon, I don't know. But uh, you haven't made it until you know Roger Wise. And i got to put a plug in for somebody else that is just a wonderful gentleman. And he's the director of the Georgia Military Hall of Fame. And that's Rick White, Colonel Rick White, retired, and uh, he he is he's right up there with Roger Wise as far as uh, not as far as knowing everybody in the world, but as far as being a wonderful individual. Well, actually, it was through Colonel White that I met Roger. Oh, okay. So I talked to him. You know, we started talking, and he. You know, I asked him if he would get, you know, allow me to use the members of the Hall of Fame to share what the last chapter of our community salute is doing, and he did. And that's where Roger uh, Wise popped up. That's how I met him. Uh, I also met uh, General Livingston, Medal of Honor winner, 
who has provided a video that we can use in our shows, in our, in our ceremonies. That's fantastic. Uh, you, know, you know the right folks, that's for sure. And, and so, uh, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. So, you know, th- this year, you know, because of the support of all these people and how things come together, you know, uh, we're going to do Georgia Military College again, which will be the base, base for the virtual ceremony, LJ again, opening Atlanta primarily with the support of Roger. We're going to also open Valdesta and Augusta, and that's mainly from the support of the uh, Army recruiters in that area. You know, I offered them to watch a virtual show. They say, no, we want to do it live. I said, I don't have the energy this year, and they said they did. So they're help organizing, you know, those two events. You know, I'm supporting them, but they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Uh, and they will also have the virtual ceremony this year, you know, along, and we're going to, recruiters can use that as an option to pull their people in, you know, watch the virtual ceremony, you know, do the handshakes and the visits. Uh, and uh, what we plan to do to, for all these people, we give each one a challenge coin. Uh, we give them a pocket constitution. Uh, we give them the recognition booklet and a certificate. Uh, so it makes them, uh, you know, understand how the, the military is, how the military works. Approximately how many uh, kids are involved or graduates? Well, year, Not kids at that up. point, graduates. Yeah, they're high school seniors who are graduating. Now, again, I'm not overly fussy because the Georgia National Guard has a little bit different cycles, you know, and we'll recognize any of those who show up, but we basically focus on high school seniors enlisting. Uh, Last year we had uh, around 150 enlistees for our first year up, uh, plus their families, recruiters, counselors, uh, and other enablers we invited down there, which made it a really exciting ceremony, you know, to see these counselors who supported them, see the recruiters up there and if you go to our website which i'll talk about later you can see last year's ceremony you know and when you look at these young men and women the pride they have and the way the families look at them when they're all in the stands it's almost like a party you know recognizing them and so that was a very amazing event you know every time i think hey i'm this is really hard and really challenging i remember that one young you know enlisted who says, I'm going to the Air Force, I'm getting exactly the training I need, and I'm going to work on airplanes. And just the way his parents looked at it, it always makes this worthwhile. That's terrific. Uh, and I, generally speaking, mention the, the fact that I have a um, major in the Air Force and that I'm extremely proud of. He, uh, he graduated from uh, Texas A&M and, then, and had gone through ROTC, and from there... Second Louis, and then uh, first, and captain, and now he's a major, and uh, just extremely proud of him. And uh, you know, it's kid. I say kids, young adults need to talk to people like yourself. They need to talk to veterans, other veterans that can tell them, you know. I think there's a lot of misconception about the military and what you're getting into. And it's the government had enough foresight 
I guess, uh, 10, maybe 15, 20 years ago to realize that they needed these young people coming out of high school and college and to get them with a volunteer military, they were going to have to be competitive on the job market. And I would say today that all branches are competitive with their equal in this in civilian life and there's no equal in civilian life you're not you're not going to catch a ride on a submarine nuclear sub but by the same token uh, they are competitive price wise and uh, pay wise and uh, doing a good job in my opinion how would you address that i think that's absolutely correct you know one of the things i have a very aggressive social media program right now reaching out to principals superintendents counselors coaches, you know, scouting, uh, and base emphasize the value of these young people and how much we value them. Uh, the Army has a major, pro- I think it's Army and the Air Force, I think it has a major program. There's a $50,000 signing bonus because we value them so much. And I do share with all the counselors that, you know, they're going in, you know, they're giving up four years of life serving our country, and they are earning a GI Bill, which is worth $112,000 uh, which is something that's real important to counselors, you know, the amount of scholarships these individuals get. And my hope is they're going to value these young men and women much more and realizing there's classes behind them. You know, one of the things that's stressed in the ceremony is you're starting a life path. You know, you'll be learning leadership, you'll get skills, and really pushing education. Uh, You know, Georgia Military College is one of the ones who has the online education which is also a component of our community salutes. We have a consortium of colleges that we make, you know, make sure that all these enlisteds are available, listed are aware of, so they can continue their education. Uh, and they, they will be leaders for life, you know, in the in the military and the civilian community when they leave. No question. Plus the fact that uh, you know, I think it was the Navy back many years ago when you and I were much younger that uh, join the Navy and see the world. Well, now the fact is any branch you're going to see the world and have the opportunity to. I know my son has and his wife have been very fortunate. And, uh, you know, they, they've had tours in Hawaii, Korea, and uh, Europe. And, you know, uh, Robert's seen places certainly that I haven't. And yet at the same time, given us the opportunity to go visit him and where he was stationed like Germany and so forth so it's you know I just I really for the most part don't see a downside of a young person joining the military and you'll also and this is something that's overlooked in many cases and and maybe I'm saying that and I'm totally wrong and please correct me if I am but as you go through basic and your AIT or whatever the different branch happens to call it, you'll make friends that will be your friends for life. And you'll also learn something that's only the military can train, and that's covering your buddy. That's uh, covering his six, knowing the person that's on the right and left-hand side of you, and how important it is to cover them as they cover you. And the organization that the military 
has had a lot of practice at 240 years of putting this whole thing together and helping your buddy. How do you address that, sir? I see that over and over and over again. Uh, I had the opportunity uh, with working with young people going to West Point, and I had the opportunity to do their march back. And this is after they get finished their beef barracks or their, base, their basic. As we're marching back, I've asked each one of them, what's the most significant thing you got out of beef barracks? And every single one said, you know, making friends for life and learning how we support each other. And I've seen that with a lot of the other listed I've dealt with, the other military. I know whenever you walk into a room, you know, it's very easy to to recognize those with the military background. And it's a brotherhood and sisterhood. And part of our support to these people uh, is putting out, you know, just these are the support agencies supporting you going in, supporting you while you're in the service and supporting you and your family when you're getting out. And without an exception... You know, each one of them that service is getting out looking to hire and a lot of people not in these groups say first thing I look for is veterans so I know what I'm getting you know I know I'm getting one someone who is committed to mission committed to others you know knows how to get things done there's what I'm looking for so yes it's incredible value uh, and I share with these young people you know somebody mentioned you know you're, you're starting a you know a life path and I start looking back over the last you know, many years since I got out and how I do things, it all reflects back to the military training. And I'm generally looked to as the person to get something done in that area and with that confidence because they know the background I and others like me have come from. Right. We're going to um, take our first break right now, and we'll be back with Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel right after a couple of messages. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to David's Pick on America's Web Radio. It's uh, always a pleasure to uh, have a guest on like our guest today. That's Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel, a West Point graduate and also very involved in a local as well as national organization. And, Ed, instead of me botching the job, I'm just going to let you talk about what you want to talk about for a few minutes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, my focus is Georgia, uh, but I'm part of a national organization. I know when I was up in Pennsylvania, I visited K-12 
Ken Hartman's event in New Jersey and seeing the pride in these young people and the pride of the parents and just the way they looked, I basically walked out in tears. So when I came down to Georgia, I asked him how I could help, and he basically said, you're in charge. Uh, but the national organization, since David's show goes national, I want to talk a little bit about you know, our community salutes uh, USA. Uh, we cover, they cover 25 states. Uh, they've, they have, uh, there's, there's close to 40 local ceremonies, like our community salutes is a local community ceremony. Um, they, they cover about 30,000 graduates each year through either the ceremonies or they have a national show, which is America salutes. Uh, goes, it goes to about 250, that, or 200,000 participants, and the total of people they contact is around 13 million people that they bump into. Uh, so they have an incredible show. Uh, along with the local shows, there's uh, the America Salutes, uh, which has all kind of guests on, you know, just shouting out to these young people. And I guess I was most impressed with uh, they had the commander of the shuttle, you know, talking to all these young people, telling how much they appreciate them. Uh, and then for the older military, like me and some of the others, they actually had Lee Greenwood sing a song. And mm-hmm. I told all the young people, you won't recognize him, but listen. And I said, I can guarantee everybody in this room who hears them sing knows exactly where they were in the military when they heard that song for the first time. Uh, OCS uh, National also has OCS Connect, which is you know, a, an org, you know, a part of their organization that helps with continuing education, financial lit- literacy, and career transition support. You know, and we, to some level, have that. But you know, we're, in addition to just recognizing these people out the box, uh, we're also supporting them through their, their career to include getting out. And this also includes the families. You know, one of the components very important to all these ceremonies are the families. Uh, we're finding more and more families have very little understanding or knowledge of the military. Uh, and when they see what we're doing and the pride, it really makes them feel much more comfortable, you know, letting their son or daughter go in, into the military and also realize they have other sons and daughters. and They talk to other people, which I think in the long term helps with us getting more of these young heroes into the military service. Absolutely. And by the way, I want to mention that uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with service officers. And uh, we do a show with uh, Phil, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Phil Forsberg that's uh, retired as well. But uh, Phil is a service officer with the DAV, and there's service officers at all service organizations like the VA, like uh, American Legion, uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars, VFW, and so forth. And if, you know, we emphasize many, many times, it's not not just the young person that's enlisting, but it's the whole family. And when a young person... Uh, the military member is deployed the whole family is deployed uh they may not go in country obviously but they're at home thinking about their young service person or in many cases if the service person is married the uh, spouse will go with them depending on the uh, deployment and where they're going to be deployed but you know it, it it's a 
even the family dog <laughs> is part of the deployment. And this is something that I think in many cases is overlooked, but the role the family plays in support, no matter where that individual is deployed, no matter which branch it is, and what say you on that? Still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, what, what do you say on that? On the fact? That oh, I, I say absolutely. You know, when, I, when people you know, ask me if I'm in the military, my wife says that we are. We were in the military, right? Because <laughs> the whole family is part of that military. You know, they move the bases, they follow the military protocols. You know, the, the army owns the whole family, to include the, the bigger family. Uh, one of the, one of the things I found very very neat is in our. Um, the sermon we had last year, which you can see if you go to our website and you click on last year's ceremony, we had uh, Command Sergeant Major Greer, who was from the Georgia Military High School. He's a principal of Georgia Military High School. You know, he called some young man up who was going, enlisting in the Rangers, and he basically shared with him that when he was a young enlisted, he kind of got down and out, and the senior NCO took care of him. And that's why he is where he is now. Again, is that taking care of each other? Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and he gave that young man his very first Ranger coin. And then he said, here's my business card. Call me anytime you want. And he offered that same thing to the whole crowd or the whole the audience. And you could just see this comfort level pass through all the parents that this is an organization that really cares about my child. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, I can imagine. You know, this is uh, something that you you touched on briefly, but uh, and I've said it. I say it just about every show is that if you go into the military, and it really doesn't matter which branch, but you just join the largest fraternity or sorority in the world, and you go through an airport, you whether they're in uniform or whether they just have. I served on the USS whatever, or I don't know. There's just something about someone that's been in the military you can pick out of a crowd every time. And when you do that, you go up and offer them a meal or offer them, you know, buy them a drink or whatever, and it'll do a lot more for you than it will for them. They'll appreciate it, certainly, and they'll thank you profusely. But at the same time... The feeling that you have of doing for doing something for somebody that's serving our nation and protecting our nation, or has protected our nation, makes you feel better than anything in this world. Yeah, that, that, that's very true, and I know I have the opportunity to stand in front of the high schools when we honor the the people going into the academies or ROTC. And I always make sure I mention that we also have these enlisted who may or may not be in the audience. And these people are choosing to serve our country and thus enabling everybody else sitting in this audience and their peers to follow their passions. Uh, and realize these heroes are less than 0.5% of the people serving our country in uniform. Uh, so they are a very special group. Uh, and I guess on the disappointing side, it's 70% of those eligible for the military don't qualify the military right now. So the population of those we're pulling from is getting smaller and smaller. And again, only 0.5% you 
you know, are willing to serve our country in uniform. So they are very special. And, you know, well, the military doesn't have anything to offer me. Oh, yes, it does. I don't care if you're wanting to go in electronics, you want to count fish in the bottom of the Pacific, whatever your interest is, there's a branch of the military that will fulfill it and give you training absolutely second to none. And like you mentioned, Ed, early on, you put that on your resume when you apply for a job, and they know you're a leader, they know that you, they can trust you, they know that if they ask you to do something, you're going to do it to the best of your ability, and that you'll also be the leader of whatever group you happen to be assigned to. And I just, I can't ever, ever say enough about the military and the training that you get, not just for the military. You know, there, there are folks like you that decide they want to stay in the 20 years or 30 years. Or there are other folks that want to get out after six or ten years. But it doesn't matter what you decide to do at the end. It's that you're qualified to do so much more. And um, let's talk more about on the national basis, uh, Ed. What? How do you? Well, let me back up a second. Uh, what? What is the protocol or? How do you get the how do you get the list of seniors that are going to enlist or what 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 kind of actions are taken okay yeah it, it's it's very simple and this is one thing I appreciate by you giving me exposures to those of like mind uh, what they do is they go and they it's basically I say it's a recruiter's responsibility in fact the social program I'm pushing out right now the social programs scare the death out of me half the time. But uh, I'm getting in touch with the right people, and I'm encouraging them, okay, these are very valuable people, these young men and women who are in your organization. Uh, identify those who are going to enlist and make sure they get with their recruiters uh, to make sure they register for these events. And what they'll do is they'll go to the national site, which is uh, you know, ourcommunitysalutes.org, uh, if you type that in, or you just Google our community salutes, and then there's a spot for them to drop down to Georgia, and then there's a spot they could drop. Once they hit Georgia, it'll list the, the areas we're having the ceremonies. This year will be Georgia Military College, LJ, you know, Atlanta, Valdesto, and, and Augusta, or they can do virtual, and they sign up for that. And so I get the list of all the people who register in Georgia, uh, and then what I also do is I share that with all the recruiters I have contact with and say, is this all your people? Make sure they sign up and make sure they get there. So the process to getting to us or to register for the National America Salutes, which is also shown, you know, on, actually, actually is shown to a lot of the major networks, Armed Forces Network and others, is to go to the corporate, which is uh, ourcommunitysalutes.org. Super. And if they want to get directly to me uh, and my website, in fact, if they want to, if anybody wants to email me, it's our, you know, our community salutes. It's OC salutes Georgia at gmail.com, and I'll gladly take uh, questions from anyone. Or if they want to go to our website, it's uh, you know, HTTPS, whatever, yes, backslash, backslash, 
community.ocsusa.org backslash Atlanta backslash. Or you can just Google Atlanta Chapter of Our Community Salutes. Fantastic. And I do recommend a lot of people go to that website because you'll be able to see last year's ceremony. Uh, you'll be able to see the information coming up. Uh, you'll be able to see those individuals and corporate sponsors who help make this possible. On on that note, let's take our uh, next to last break. We'll be back with Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And you're back on America's Web Radio and David's Pick with our guest today, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel. And this, I'm finding this very interesting, and I'm, you know, delighted that there are folks like you, Ed, and, and folks across the country that are showing the respect and showing the, you know, it's it's a caliber of teenager that's mature enough at 18 to say, you know, I want to join the military and support my country. And not every graduating senior is like that. And yet I... I, like you, salute the ones that do and are. And I'm, I'm glad there's an organization like yours that will put these young people up on a, on a small pedestal as they stand above a lot of other folks that haven't decided what they're going to do with their lives. And uh, so I'll turn it back to you, Ed. But, you know, on that same line, you know, we have a quote from Major General Retired Peter Lemon. He said, OCS recognition generates a sense of pride among the soon-to-be high school graduates. Equally important, it's generated pride and relieved anxiety among their families. The program also resonated with their classmates and faculty from local high schools. So that is really an important mission for one, the individual going in their families, and their peers. Uh, one thing that we have found over and over again, and we got this from multiple sources, nearly 100% of the young men and women who come to one of these ceremonies, either national or local, get on the bus. And that's uh, an issue with recruiters, where a lot of young people sign up, you know, during the year or whatever, but when it's time to commit and get on the bus, they, they lose a percentage. So this is very huge in supporting the recruiter's mission and also making these young men and women and their families understand the value of what they're doing. Uh, they don't see this enough. And uh, Last year I had one of the counselors call me almost in tears saying she had uh, four young you know, men and women who the parents were not able to see the graduation. They weren't able to see the signing in or the swearing in. 
you know, could they come? They weren't registered, but could they come? I said, absolutely. Uh, and when you see these people on the stage, I, mean, I had this one grandmother just coming down the you know, run down the aisle laughing, I'm coming, I'm coming. But she wanted to be up on that stage to be honored with, you know, her grandson uh, and uh, the family. It, it, it just gives chills to me just thinking. When you see what these people experience, it makes it all worthwhile. Is there any, uh, okay, say a senior has signed up and then decide is that AWOL or is it, is there any they, punishment? They just Apparently they, it's a soft commitment when they, they commit to join the service, but they're not really committed until they get, you know, I guess, swear in or get on the bus. Oh, okay. So I don't understand the whole process, but some drop out, you know, they just say, okay, I'm really not going to go. And they don't have any commitment. There's apparently they don't have a hard commitment, so they can do this without any penalty. Hmm. But the recruiters are concerned. Now they work so hard to get these these groupings of, of people, and then some drop out. And so one of the I guess side benefits of these events is these young people, the ones who are maybe on the border or on the line or maybe re- rethinking. You know, they see how important this is, and they understand this. They are serving their country, getting the education, joining this, you know, family is important. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, something that uh, I I went through a different time period. Well, you you were, I I guess you're a little bit younger than I am, but, uh, you know, when I was in high school, joining meant one thing, and that was you were going to Nam. Right. And uh, so there was a lot to think about. And again, I I look at it today as compared to what I was looking at when I was a. a senior in high school and I I don't know who's done it have no idea if I ever found out I'd certainly like to give them credit but the military overall has done a good job on and we're obviously quote unquote not in a hot war right at the moment but they've done a good job on on recruiting and explaining what you're going to do, whereas uh, when I was of draft age, we, I was, I went through the draft age. Then they went to the lottery, and then they went to the all volunteer. So I really lived through all three of those slots, and uh, it has changed. And you know, getting a young man or woman to commit to at 18 to a life or death situation takes a lot of explaining and I I give the military credit for they've come up with the answer and our ability to fill our needs personnel wise has been remarkable to me and uh, a much better job than they were doing in the 50s and 60s You know, I was, you know, OCS put together, Ken Hartman put together yesterday, we were on a Zoom meeting with all the commanders of the recruiting, 
the senior, we're talking about two-star generals, one-star generals, and they were talking, they were sharing what we're doing, you know, to support these young people and their mission, and then they were explaining what they're doing to, you know, educate uh, the recruiters, you know, get the education out to the people and the information, uh, and they're doing an amazing job. You know, they, they, were, they were talking about, you know, that part of this signing bonus is that you understand, you know, other companies, you know, like McDonald's and others have been doing this recently. We're picking up, you know, they're joining us on what we're doing. You know, we're talking about the education. And I think that's huge for the, the enlisted and their families. You know, a lot of people don't realize this. You know, the, the how they're going to be, you know, not forced. I guess the, the, the fire brings everybody closer, you know, the, the challenge. Sure. You know, I, I remember everybody yelling at me, and you, you counted on that person left and right of you. So we're training them that. We're giving them skills. We're making them part of the family, and we're educating them. I mean, one, one of the routine themes that goes through our community, suit present, our community salutes presentations is the education uh, opportunities available for you. You know, here's the colleges that will come to you in the middle of a ship to give you your education. And so they see and the parents see, you know, that this organization highly values education and also values and understands you will be living the, leaving the military and you will, you know, you will then be a leader in the community, you know, or a business. So, you know, something they understand and something they, you know, all the senior rec- uh, recruiting commanders, you know, talk through how they're doing this. Uh, one advantage you have in the military is they can direct how things work and change courses. You know, they're explaining how it was a major shift when COVID hit and they couldn't get into schools, how they basically shifted to the social media programs and other to ba- maintain their missions. They said, now we have, you know, we're changing to the back to the way we used to and we're have to we're moving people like these new recruiters who all they understood was the social media now to train them how to go into high schools. So yeah, it's a very aggressive program for you know that the recruiters to go out and share the true story with the people because there's a lot of chatter out there that's not uh, correct. There's a lot of pressure, and they have to overcome that with the facts. Absolutely, boy, do I know that well. Uh, you know, this is this is something else that we like to stress, and we did this on uh, our remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm the other day. Is how important the veterans are with their families and talking to your kids, your grandkids, because today the veteran is the history book. And we're not getting the civics and history classes like we used to in school. And that veteran, be it man or woman, needs to be talking to their family, their grandkids, their kids, whatever, about serving your country and what it means and the feeling you will have by doing so. And, well, what's your schedule on, do you give a lot of uh, talks to high schools or... Uh, I, I, I used to go down there routinely, primarily talking about, you know, West Point emissions or academy emissions. And like you stressed before, each service is different. You know, I stressed the count that Army's about people, Navy's about ships, and Air Force is about planes. So, you know, pick the one that suits you. But now as they open up, you know, I'm going to start going in and talk about our community salutes and these listed also. I know the conversation always comes up with counselors 
I, you know, how many enlisted you have and what are you doing for them? And unfortunately, a majority, a good portion of the times, I get, well, we're not paying attention or we're not tracking, you know, and I'm, I keep emphasizing how valuable they are. And so, you know, now when I'm going out, you know, it's the same audience, the counselors, the guidance, the principals and superintendents that I've been in touch with for West Point. I also in touch with for the enlisted and I'm starting to share with them, you know, the value of these enlisted. In fact, I shared a video come out, came out from some young lady in Texas who enlisted. And then she came back and just told about the value of that. And she was in tears, you know, value of the military. She was in tears. So these are things I share with the counselors or those in touch with just to have them understand it's, you know, the military is the whole package, you know, enlisted officers, and it's just an incredible value for all these people. Uh, but it is a challenge educating some. Some are well bought in and fully understand. Uh, those who don't, I just keep bumping to try to have them understand. And, and one thing we also do that plays into this is part of our program, we recognize high school counselors who've been very significant in supporting the recruiting effort. You know, the recruiters nominate, you know, their counselors who they, they think have gone over and above. Uh, and we actually honor those people. You know, we oh, bring great. them up on stage, give you know, recognize them, give them a certificate, give them a coin. We challenge coin the Constitution. And I say just as important, if they can't make it, uh, then the recruiter will go down into their high school with their peers and give them this presentation. So what that does is reinforce, you know, their efforts. Uh, I think enforce the reinforce the recruiters' efforts in the schools, and other people are watching. So it's kind of a slow, it's a slower process, but I think it will eventually keep growing momentum. Oh, I think that's super. By the way, I, I wanted to follow up on something that you said earlier. I'm not, don't hold me to this, but, and it may just be uh, one of the Army rumors, but that this year there are more veterans running for office than have run since World War II, since after World War II for different positions in Congress. And uh, I think that's wonderful. I don't I don't think somebody should come up with the rules of engagement that have never been there and done that. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of the veterans that are running. I know a couple personally that are running. And I think we should have more veterans in Congress than we have. The other thing is, I didn't mention this to you, and uh, but this is something else that uh, uh, your young recruits, be it officers or enlisted, will find out. And it doesn't take much finding out. It's about uh, two or three weeks into basic training. But offhand, Ed, can you come up? And I know I'm throwing you a hardball because we didn't talk about this. But can you come up with one veteran that you know that can tell only one story? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> and on the personal note, my granddaughter, who's about 16, is just enthralled with all the stories I tell her. Uh, and I said, you know, if you spent 21 years in the military, you have stories, and they're all true, and they're all exciting. You know, so she's just amazed with that. Now, you know, it, it's it's I believe, and take a look at what the you know, we do in the military, as I say, you have five lifetimes crammed into five or six years. 
and those experiences are incredible. And the bonding experiences with your your your, your fellow soldiers, uh, it can't it can't be complement. It can't be equated. I know when I got out of the military, and I started experiencing the civilian world, you know, I found it very hard to find that group of people that were bonded to the same. Here's the mission. We're going to get it done. But I remember one time the uh, the people thought this. Oh, we got. A, I had a group of about four or five people in the construction. And we were actually yelling at each other in the aisle. And they thought we're fighting, but we were debating how we get this job done better. You know, there's just, you can always find those people who will always cover your back, always be there, focus the mission. I think in a lot of cases you have have to look harder for it than you do that immediately the people surround you in the military. And I I guess one thing that um, I've I've said this uh, other times that uh, I find very interesting is that at my age, it's been 50 years since I was in since I was in basic. And uh, mm-hmm. every now and then, I'll have a flashback and realize, well, now I understand why we did that. At the time, as a college graduate, I thought, why in the hell are we doing this? This is about as stupid as you can get. But yeah. The Army or the Navy or whatever it is has a reason. And it may take you 50 years to figure it out, but... I'm a little slow, and always have been a little slow, but you finally figure out, you don't know when or where it's going to hit you, but, oh, now I understand why we did that. Yeah. Well, I, I will share at these events with all these young people, I said, you're fixing to go to boot camp. Understand, somebody's going to be explaining something to you one inch from your face. <laughs> and you do push-ups you don't think you should do, and you'll do sit-ups you shouldn't do and run. I said, but I guarantee... That's for a purpose. You know, it will force you to depend on those people left and right of you. It will make you stronger. You know, it's going to prepare you for anything you're going to go through. You know, help ensure success and very well may save your life. So suck it up. Absolutely. A lot, a lot of these young people, you know, this coddling world we lived in, you know, it could be a very rude awakening to them. Just like well, when, I went, when I went to India, I wasn't expecting it all. But I, I look back, it helped make me who I am and help make me the person who could accomplish a lot of things I never could before. The only only thing, I, I did my basic in AIT at uh, Fort Ord, California, so I was in paradise anyway. But uh, <laughs> the one thing that they couldn't uh, deal with to a degree, I mean, uh, the Army... And, is incredible for being able to deal with but the one thing they couldn't deal with and i was very fortunate since then i've become highly allergic to uh poison oak or poison ivy i can say the word and almost break out but back then it didn't bother me at all and i had friends that i'd gone through basic with and was we were in ait together or whatever and um you know, you when they say hit it and you fall, you don't say, excuse me, i got to clean the poison ivy away from here. Uh, you just hit it. And uh, uh, some of them miss graduation because of, uh, of their uh, horrendous, well, they were hospitalized with blisters and everything else from the poison oak or poison ivy. And, uh, you know, you feel sorry for your buddy that can't graduate with you. And... Uh, yeah, it, it's just, there's just something about 
And the military doesn't do everything right, and I don't want to insinuate that. But they've been practicing, and one of these days they will get it all right, I guess. But they keep practicing, and they know what they're doing, and uh, you just have to accept it and do it do it with them. Mm-hmm. And that's why we play uh, uh, Jody, because how many times were you uh, half a mile away and, and that uh, first sergeant or your platoon leader started singing a Jody and and you put a smile on your face and you made it that last quarter mile? Yeah, many times. Yeah, there's so much support in the military, and that's what, the, that's what these people don't understand yet, but they will. Um, I can give a couple examples of it yet, but I won't go through that right now. Uh, one thing I like to throw out before we, we lose our audience, you know, things that I request to them if they're interested uh, is that you, that the audience, go out and share the words with others, other influencers about these enlisted in this program to get as many young people registered as possible. You know, last year I had 150, and we know that's just a sliver of the people in Georgia who are listening to services. You know, I'd like to get the word out some more push to it. Uh, if any of your members would like to assist in what we're doing uh, at whatever level, you know, they can contact me at ocssalutesgeorgia at gmail.com. Uh, if they'd like to provide any financial support, they're welcome to go to our website, uh, and there's a place to click in support. You know, just as a concept, every individual, or an idea, every individual we give a coin to and a constitution is around $9. So if that's something you're, you're focused to and appreciate it, uh, anyone who contributes over $250, we list in the recognition book. And one thing that's also important for when these families see you know, all the names of their kids, the Medal of Honor winners, and the committees, all this other information, uh, they also see how many people, are, you know, across Georgia are supporting them. Um, and the last thing, if you're interested in the larger, the USA, you know, USO, OCS USA, if you go to their website, it has a place to donate, if you're inclined. But the most important thing for me right now is getting word out to others so we get people registered. That's super. And, uh, Ed, I have to ask if uh, we're about to run out of time. Not quite there yet, but I'm getting close. Um, will you come back on? Absolutely. You know, this, this is like being home. Talking to your audience is like, you know, talking to people cut from the same cloth. Like you mentioned Colonel White. Uh, I went to, in uh, Johns Creek, they have a veterans park and they were honoring the they, they basically bought the one of the moving uh vietnam war uh, the walls oh yeah and it's uh, and colonel white was speaking the healing like i'm back home you know with all these people you're back home with people who have the same values and you're you know who you're there with you know and uh absolutely it's you're there with your brothers and sisters. And, you know, Rick and Roger have been quite kind to me. And um, it's one of those things that uh, you know, it, like I said, no matter what branch you've been in, you're still a part of it. And 
You're a part of the greatest organizations in the world. And, you know, they they always depict uh, on the movies, you know, the Army and the Navy or the Army and the Marine Corps, uh, big brawls in the bars and all this. I'm not saying I don't know whether they've stopped or not, but I can guarantee one thing, that when the day is done, you're still, whether you're a Marine, a Navy, Army, whatever, well, a Marine is Navy, but no matter what you are, you're still brothers and sisters in arms. Absolutely. Everybody respects everybody for, they've they've given their whatever commitment it was, They've done it, and uh, that's that's the important thing. So, um, you want to wrap it up, right? Well, we have a couple of minutes to go. You want to? Have we missed anything? No, I think we covered about all of it. You know, I would say, uh, you know, if you uh, watch these videos, you watch the America Salute that comes out around you know, the May June time period, July period. Uh, you'll, you'll get a sensing of the pride we have in these young people and the pride they have in themselves. And that makes it all worthwhile. So every time I think, hey, this is, this is a challenge, uh, you know, maybe I should just be kicking back and being retired and, and just read the paper and take a walk. I, I see these faces of these young men and women and their families looking at them and the pride they have, and it makes it all worthwhile. No, nothing's too hard to do. And I share again, Christ has proven to me over and over again, this is something important. You know, one of the, I guess one of the interesting stories is last year, trying to get this thing off the ground, I had no money and not, not enough people. And all of a sudden, you had to wake up in the middle of the night shake, and I, all of a sudden I had the money. And then I had enough people, and then Colonel Hensel, kind of Colonel Hensel from the Atlanta Battalion, basically ordered all his people to show up. So I had wow. sufficient people. So I was all happy. I was looking the last run-through. Uh, on Tuesday for the Saturday's event, I'm driving home. My wife calls and said, do you have gas? So that's <laughs> when that gas crisis, I had enough gas to get home but not back down. At three stations, the very last gas station I stopped at had gas for me. Wow. So that just convinced me this was something that, you know, was in Christ's will and a valuable. He's going to take care of me. I know when the boss man said, uh, can you really run five live uh, in-person events this year? I said, absolutely. Thank you. I do because of people like Roger Weiss, uh, the battalion commanders uh, on the eastern side of our state, and just a lot of good people help. And just like you having me on the show, you know, sharing the word is going to get more of our young people at these events recognized. And I I truly appreciate that from my heart. It's all about the young people. We're we're out of time, I'm afraid. And uh, I want to thank you, and we will have you back on, and uh, call if you need us. Perfect. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.